You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this episode is with Keys and Crates. Already legends in their native Toronto, it's hard to imagine a time when these guys weren't dominating, and yet, at the same time, they're only just getting started. After spending the last decade releasing singles, EPs, and mixtapes, we now finally have the debuted Keys and Crates album, and it's fucking beautiful. The album is called Cura, and it's an album that never overstays its welcome, and yet keeps you firmly transfixed with each track. It's eclectic, it's fluid, it's brash, and it's what you'd never expect Keys and Crates to produce while also being exactly what you'd hope for. With this talk, we go into how the album came to be, and why now is the time for the band to evolve their sound. This is the 405 Exchange with Keys and Crates. Enjoy. Oh, so it's good to be chatting with you guys again. I think the first question I would really love to start with is, when did you first fall in love with electronic music? Like, when did that happen for you? I think, like, we were always, we kind of all come from more of, like, a like a hip-hop kind of background, like, growing up on hip-hop and soul and R&B and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I was kind of exposed to electronic music through the rave scene in the, in the late 90s because I was a turntablist and I was, like, getting booked at raves and stuff like that but i didn't really have as much of an appreciation for it probably till like the later 2000s when we all started like going back and being like oh daft punk's dope and like what is all this french electro stuff like justice and all that stuff and that's that's when i feel like we kind of started like you know just getting interested in it and dabbling in it and and seeing how we could like incorporate those like ideas into like what we were doing yeah, you know, I feel a major element of working within uh, electronic and dance music is that you have to enjoy the music that you're creating, which sounds pretty obvious, but I feel like within this particular arena, it's very like ingrained within how the music is made. Um, and I feel like that almost makes it a lot more visceral than other genres. Like when it, when it specifically comes to this album that you've made, Cura, what did you enjoy the most about making it? Um, I think for myself, it was kind of a return to making like hip hop kind of music and sampled music that we all kind of grew up on, like Dilla and Pete Roth, and 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 you know music that had more of a, a soulfulness to it, and kind of you know getting away from traditional electronic sounds and kind of using more organic sounds like orchestras and you know string players and guitars and flutes, and uh, I'm a really big fan of. Um, uh, like musicals and and cinematic kind of movie music and things like, and soundtracks so for me that was the greatest thing for, for us was that we were kind of going in that direction i love hearing that because the album did feel like a soundtrack when i listened to it like it kind of has that vibe to it yeah yeah we're all fans of that kind of sound and we all have our own kind of like you know favorites when we listen to just you know a lot of times people think we just listen to like hip-hop and you know a lot of electronic music but we, we all kind of dig into a lot of our own kind of artsy you know fartsy stuff and i think for all of us we enjoyed that 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 uh see that, that, that <laughs> i don't really think what i listen to is artsy <laughs> you know tell me this you brought up a lot of like different like words just in the like the three minutes i've been talking to in regards to the music within like hip-hop and soul and like that vibe and that feel and what you guys are going for 
isn't it kind of amazing that the three of you could come together and have these discussions and make the music that you want to make? I mean, like, what is it like to have conversations amongst you, amongst you guys when you're in the studio? I think it's just like you're trying to find a common ground between, like, I think the album and our music in general and more and more, I think, is like a, a function of a common ground between the three of our tastes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure if it was just like one of us making the music, it would just sound totally different. But this is like the project Keys and Crates is really the result of the three of us, you know, aggregating our our tastes together and um, and coming up with like this common sound that we all like kind of fuck with. Um, so that's really, you know, I think that's but I think that's any band really like, you know, there's bands also with like five people and they're all invi involved with the writing. Like, I can't even imagine how that really goes you know but for us it's kind of like we all come from like a similar sort of background like there's variances but like we all kind of come from the same school of thought in terms of like what we think is good and what we think is shit and that's like kind of like sometimes a good starting point um because you're able to work with like a broader picture of like okay what are we like all like what can we all work towards here that we like agree on you know what i mean no, yeah, and I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there's a sense of surprise that it took you guys this long for your album to be made and released. And I think for many of us who are familiar with your music, we assume that we'd only ever see um, EPs and singles. I'm really curious, what is it about the album format that you felt was important for this project? Because as someone who got to listen and live with the album for quite a bit, it really does work. I think it works a lot more than I even expected it to in regards to Keys and Crates album. I mean, I think we just wanted to change, like, we really want to change the direction of our music a little bit to just be more in line with, like, what we're excited about, like, building on what Matisse was saying earlier. Like, it's, it was just, like, the project was really about, like, a, like a reset and just, like, um, making music that made us fall in love with making music, you know, um, rather than making music from a, a standpoint that was just, like, this is good, this is acceptable, this will work. This was more like fuck all that. Let's make an album that we're like super proud of and that is inspired by the things that we grew up listening to. But we're gonna take it and try and put it in this like modern context through our lens. Um, and I think because we were doing that and it was like kind of a shift for us, it made more sense to do that in the in the form of like an album because it's like a, a mission statement and a body work. Like I mean, I remember even like people hearing glitter and, and shit like that early on and they were like what the fuck is this you know <laughs> like what is this and uh and then they heard it all all the songs in context and they're like all right i see what you guys are doing you guys like this is a vibe and this is like a direction and this is kind of like a mission statement and that's kind of how we look at the album it's like it's like a mission statement you know what i mean no yeah i totally hear that you know I, i've brought up the word electronic quite a bit but um it's interesting how we kind of keep shifting about, and I think it's important for, for me to say this to people too, is that what's really amazing about this album is that at its core, it's quite an electronic album, but it's driven by so many different textures, um, R&B, hip hop, soul, uh, you know, even a little bit of disco, quite a bit, and dance. And, you know, I wonder, like, it's one thing to kind of have all of these things existing within an album and having these passions, but to bringing them together is a totally different thing. Like. What was it like to know that, okay, these are the sounds that we like, but to actually like bring them together within different sounds and figure out what worked, what was that experimentation like for you guys? Um, for me, 
you know, I can only speak. It was actually very. It was probably the toughest thing I've ever done as a as a musician or an artist or a producer. Was actually, we wrote quite a lot of music, like quite a lot of music over this last year, trying to just figure out what we were even going for. Um, you know, with a lot of songs that we put a lot of you know, uh, blood, sweat, and tears into that didn't actually make the album, and you know, a lot of things that you know we would we thought we would like for a couple months, and also we'd scrap it at the last minute and. You know, trying to figure out what we were actually going for. When I think this was the first album that we really didn't really have anybody to look to in terms of like sounds to go for or a genre that we were kind of inspired by. We were really just going off of like, hey, what do we want to sound like, and that sounds unique to us. So that was that was very uh, arduous and 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 challenging. But you know, looking back on it now, it's uh, I think it definitely helped us all grow as producers. And uh, we did a lot of things and tried a lot of ideas that we've never done in the last 10 years working together. Man, that's really beautiful. You know, uh, I'm going to see if I can pronounce this right. Inizio. Is that is that how you pronounce it? Inizio? That yeah. truck? Yeah. Yeah, I got sure. it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Even the band agrees. <laughs> well, like, I, I wanted to talk about this track specifically because I feel like out of all, like we used the word statement before and I feel like this track is quite a statement within itself and it feels like the start of a movie which ties into what you were saying before about like the soundtrack. Like I feel like this track has that vibe and I feel like it has this vibe of that this is the start of a journey but you're not going to know specifically where the plot's going to take you. Tell me the story behind this track. Um, I mean we're listening to a lot of like... Um well, the, the track was initially inspired by a horn line from this Arthur Burkai song, which is like a full Brazilian jazz song that like a homie put me on to. And I knew that like Madlib had sampled it, but we just thought we could like do it our own way and like in a more like more of like a modern context. So we had the horn sample replayed and we hooked it up with like like banging like 808 drums and, and got that right. And then it was like really about create like we wanted to. We felt like the the horn drop, like even though we took it out of a very soulful song, like when you listen to it on its own, it's got this kind of like um, like theatrical and like um, kind of like I don't know, like impact to it. Um, so like we felt like we needed to take the music around it in a direction that was like kind of suspenseful um, and like cinematic that set that up. And I think that's. We did that before we knew it was going to be the first song on the the record. We were kind of just trying to make that song in itself be like a bit of a, a journey where it's like you're setting the suspense up for, for like a big moment, um, which felt like a very soundtracky score thing to do. We were listening to like a lot of like kind of like Isaac Hazy shit when, when making that. Um, and then when we finished it, we're like, damn, this actually like what you just said, we were like, this kind of sounds like the start of a movie and it, and it ended up sounding really good at the beginning of the album at the beginning we were going to put like something wonderful at first yeah. and then we just like kind of like the way um an eco just kind of like came like it had suspense but it had like a crazy impact at the beginning and it was like kind of like we're fucking out here you know yeah <laughs> so that was, that was like yeah that was sort of the how that track came about and became first on the, the album well, was that like a choice that was pretty unanimous amongst all of you that it had to be the first track yeah, like, we were, like, we normally have, like, pretty, like, we sometimes have differing views on the track list and stuff, but we, and we all had our different little, like, varying ideas on how the order of the track should go, but then we, once we, like, sat in a room together and we started playing everything, it just kind of commonly felt pretty apparent where every 
things should go for the most part, you know? Like the flow of the album kind of like revealed itself to us, not to sound like like too zen or whatever. But, or I don't know what you would say about that. But yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of like natural. It just where we all kind of agreed. That sounds pretty beautiful, man. I mean, you know what? Tell me also about the track that you guys did with Tory Lanez because he's one hell of a dude. And that track, I feel does a good management between what Keys and Crates does and what Tory Lanez does. You know, tell me about that track and what was it like to work with him? I mean, it's interesting. The thing that I've been telling people that's interesting about that is the the instrumental for that was one of the first songs to like dictate the direction of the album because it was like, it was so like just sample heavy, but it had such a pop feel to it. And we just like love that balance about that record because we kind of felt like it was almost like a home base of like, okay, here's the really pop extension of like what we're trying to do. And now we can go and make like more underground kind of stuff that makes sense with it. Like, like uh, an ECO and, and, and flute loop or, or, or like do what you do or something. And they, they can make sense next to that record. So we felt great about it, but we were taking it into all these vocal sessions with like really great vocalists and really amazing writers that we like really expect respect. And um, just nothing was really coming out that we were super psyched on. And I think it came to a point where we were almost like discouraged in the beat itself. We were not discouraged, but we were just like, man, this doesn't seem to be like, we're not really getting the vocals that we thought we would get from it. Cause we were like, man, we're going to get a crazy vocal on this at first. It's perfect. Like we just need like a pop, poppy, like, like by our standards, a poppy vocal, you know what I mean? Like a cool, like a catchy ass, like rap vocal or like singing rap vocal over this. And those textures will be so cool together. And it just never happened. And so, when we went into the Tory Lane session, that instrumental got thrown in, into the folder as almost like an afterthought. Like we almost didn't put it in the folder. And we we're just like, should we put it in? And I remember doing that. We were in the lobby of the hotel before the session. We we're like, let's just put it in. And like literally when we when he came into the room, his session his engineer pulled up the folder and he's like, just play anything. And we're like, Yeah, play, play whatever. And he was like and uh, he played that beat first, and we were all kind of like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, we didn't really want to play that one first. Just because we had kind of, like, lost confidence in that in that beat. And then Tori was immediately like, yo, put me in the booth. And he just, like, went in, and he, like, literally, like, started singing the first verse of the song, like, immediately. And he basically, like, tracked his vocals in, like, 20 minutes off the top of the head. And we were like, holy shit, like... This is like what we kind of pictured over this, like from the beginning. But like we didn't think we were going to like get it at this point. We had almost like written it off. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, it was just kind of like amazing how, in a roundabout way, like organic the record came, but like unexpectedly. I don't know. That's that is fucking crazy, man. Like that's one of those things. It it, it just goes into like how you can never plan for these things. Yeah, yeah. it really felt like a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, because because it was just like we were like, wow, that is that's the record that we pictured with this beat. Like the whole time, we knew it was there, but but like nobody really gave it to us, and people gave us great ideas, but it just wasn't like we knew that, that there was something that could else that could be done with this, and and he just fucking nailed it, to be honest. And we we're we we're all like, as soon as he went in, we were all like, holy shit, this is like we were like we were pretty amped, you know. So we knew we had something. Man, that is so dope. You know, another great collab on the album is on Glitter with uh, Ombre Perkins. And hearing that made me think, man, these guys need to have more tracks with female vocals. I mean, what was it like to work on that track? And what was it like to hear, like, not just to work on this track, but what was it like to hear it after it was done? Because 
I feel like the way her voice complements your music is really something significant. Well, I think for for me, I learned on this like same thing with 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 Ombre and with Tori was just like when you have the right vocalist come on it, they take it in place that just you know we're so used to having to come up with every single part of the song, the hook, the you know the chorus, whatever. And you know with Glitter, we 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 kind of started on that. And we had some rough piano parts down, and then we kind of sent to our boy Uchi to kind of, uh, we see to do the uh, the strings and stuff. And we knew we had something kind of cool there, but we didn't really know what was gonna make of it. And you know, there's tons of beats that we have where we're like, "This is cool," but oh, I don't know what to do with it. And then I think we went in that session, and working with Ombre was amazing because she kind of has her own process where it's not like anything I've ever seen. She kind of just puts her head down on the table and kind of just thinks of the music in her head and you know sits there for quite a while and we didn't know if she was actually working on the track or not so i had to poke her at one point to see like are you okay are you working on it she's like yeah i've got stuff i've got stuff you know and she's like yes give me a sec and then you know some time passes and then all of a sudden she just gets up and goes in the or in the recording booth and out comes this amazing vocal and you know it was the same thing with tori it's like when you hear these vocalists do what they do and, and like she kind of just got her off the top and it's like you're you know the hair kind of crawls up on your on your wrist because you know you've got something special and watching her do what she did was just beautiful she just kind of just crafted that and from the very beginning the minute she put it down greg and i looked at each other we're just like what is this like this is yeah this is this is beautiful yeah and every time i hear her vocals on it you know and she goes to that chorus and you know you and you see the fans react to it or people who hear it for the first time I mean, her voice really makes that track, and it's it's something amazing that she was able to just bring that level to it. And you know, for me, it was one of those rare you know experiences of just being in a session where you're just blessed to see an artist do something great over a track that you had and taking in a direction that you never thought it was going to go. And you know, it was it was beautiful. Yeah, and like frankly, when we went when when she uh, sang over the beat, it was like mad skeletal, like it was like piano chords. And like I think we had some strings in there already, um, but like the drums were just like just drawn in. Like it was just like the most basic shit. But um, when she gave when she gave us the vocal, we were all kind of like, all right, like she really fucking did her thing on this, and we need to like really make the production like match her like level the level of like the vocal that she gave us, which was like kind of dope because it was like it just pushed us on the production end to like make it as special as possible because we knew that the vocal she gave us was like special you know that's one hell of a compliment for a musician to get isn't it <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah you know you know what's really crazy like when i was uh reading up on you guys like i've been familiar with your music for a while but it's the type of thing when i had to like you know know i was going to talk to you or read up on you guys a bit more and one of the things that really stuck out to me is that this is the band's 10th year of existing like does it feel like it's been 10 years like kind of twenty in some ways and kind of none in some ways. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. That's probably that's probably the best answer for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like I mean, I guess what I want to like go into that a little bit is just like, I mean, it's probably a very obvious question, but I would just love to hear you guys talk about it amongst yourselves a little bit. Like, when you see what you guys have done on Cura and how the songs correlate correlate with one another and how it's like such a cohesive body of work. I mean, do you feel like the keys and crates of ten years ago would have been shocked to see this album? Like, well, it's it's funny you say that because last night we were in the bus. I got I got I got hella high and uh, <laughs> and I was listening to all our old stuff on Spotify, and uh, it was just actually very interesting. 
because it was I saw the difference like the progression of sound and there's you know you go through your work and there's some stuff you love and some stuff you're like you're you know you cringe over and stuff but then you know to kind of see where we started at and then you know there's there's a ton of music that we had that wasn't even on the that's not even on Spotify that goes back that you know I'm not sure everyone remembers that we had but it was kind of cool to kind of just see the progression of I can see our mentality over each over each album and where we went and I think with the last EP you know it was we're proud of it and everything I just think it was a direction I think that we once we did that we're like okay we've gone far enough in that direction we need to switch it up and, and you can really see you know from our mentality the the difference from Midnight Mass to Cure Tour you know to Cure right now um, and so it's kind of been cool to just see our progression as producers and I and I can see the different layers and the complexity of our productions getting better over the time and stuff and that was kind of cool to kind of listen to kind of that and it brings me back to certain memories and certain decisions we made on certain songs and you know so that was cool but you know in a lot of ways like Greg said sometimes I forget that we had a lot of that music and sometimes it feels like we've only been in this for two or three years and I can really tell you right now for us it feels like we're almost starting from from ground one again with the direction we're going because we're kind of entering a new kind of sound and a new era for ourselves so it almost feels like we're starting over again and we kind of have that same hunger uh, which is what I think we all needed anyway um, in order to kind of keep going with it and to be inspired to do this because none of us want to be that band who kind of sticks together just for the sake of it we want to definitely do stuff that inspires us and grow together and I think we were like, okay, where do we, you know, what are we gonna do next? So, for me, that that experience last night of just listening to the stuff, I was nice to say that this new album is actually the most excited I have been for our music in a long time. Wow! And it's nice to have ten years in, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, tell me this: Do you feel like, within a sense, I mean, I get this is the vibe, but I just want to ask you very specifically: Do you feel like, in a sense, it's kind of reinvigorated how you feel about the band as a whole, like? Yeah, I just think, you know, I think we've locked into a certain, like, we've always worked, you know, well together, but I think there's a level now where I think that, I don't think there's anything the three of us can't make together if we decide to put our minds to it, um, and I feel like we're just at the cusp of making, like, we just made the best music we ever made, and I feel like we're we're only going to get better, so, um, and our process is better, and we're starting to understand how to work together better and faster, and, you know trusting each other's ideas more you know feels like it feels like you're an nba team that's kind of now on a championship caliber level and you're just kind of getting in the playoffs and you're kind of looking forward to seeing how far you'll go so that's fucking wicked man you know before i let you go i'd, I'd love to hear all you guys answer this specific question and it's um you know a lot of the times when we at when we ask you guys about you know how you made an album we'll ask about specific songs like i did earlier and we'll ask about you know, moments and things like that. But something I'm really curious about, and I found myself thinking about this when I was listening to the record, is I'd really love to hear about what the last day was like spent working on the album, and particularly what it felt like. What what was that last day like for you? That's a that's kind of a tough one, just because um, it felt like there was like a lot of last days. <laughs> I know. And like, and, and Toon Toon was kind of dealing with like a lot of the mix down stuff, like till the very, very end. So like, there was like, there was a point where like Matisse and I had kind of like, not like checked out, but like we weren't, we weren't doing like the very end grunt work where it was like, oh, like go back and forth between like the mix set, the mix engineer and like Toon's a mix engineer too. So like he's 
mixing the shit and then he's giving it over to somebody else to mix it because it was just something that we decided we want to like try on this album so i mean like it's hard to i guess it's hard to pinpoint a last day you know what i mean i can say that Oh, you know what the last day was? What? When we were in the studio. Uh, no, we went to 416 Snack Bar to celebrate. That's, that that yeah. would be probably... Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're day. right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what were you, What did we finish working on? Like, what was the last day? I think it was the interlude. It was, it was yeah. the Harps at Night or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we had kind yeah. of... Um, yeah, because we'd, we'd said... We, we gave ourselves to December 1st yeah. to finish the album. Yeah. Because we had to start doing... Start working on the live show. Yeah. So we absolutely had to have it that day. So we had two days to finish the last two songs like to finish them up or something which is I tough which is normally tough for us so like not 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 do them but actually just polish them up and then yeah and we all went and had a drink and, and we were tough. i think i was in disbelief because like it felt like we'd worked on that album for like my entire life and <laughs> so it was really like when it actually was done i was almost surreal i was like because i you know there was points in the year where you're so frustrated and it's so tedious that you're like man this thing's never gonna get done and then all of a sudden we were at the snack bar and it was one of those things where our homies were actually somehow in there by like they were just there Mm -hmm. and we were you know so we kind of ran in and they were like oh what do you guys do we're like we just finished our album and and they didn't really understand like the magnitude of that (laughs) we're like like, no No. you don't understand We've been to fucking Jerusalem and back or something. I don't know. We hadn't been out for drinks in so long. It felt like just coming out of like a cave for like a whole year. And I think we were all kind of like in disbelief and just kind of like, yeah, we can celebrate. And, you know, um, yeah, it was it was definitely uh, I'm still actually kind of processing that whole year in terms of myself, in terms of what kind of we went through, because it was I think mentally on us, I think it took a huge at least it took a huge toll on me. Um, but now looking back on it, kind of being like, wow, so that's what you need to go through to kind of, you know, to see the rewards of it and to see, see what the fans are saying with the album now, it's worth it, it's worth it yeah. you know, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. But it's a struggle, but it was, it was tough. Yeah. And I think it was particularly a struggle for us cause we, we were like, it was like, okay, you have a year, find out who you are in that year and like what you want to set your career trajectory direction in and now make an album like that you know what i mean and it was like okay so like we had to make a bunch of shit to figure out like what we liked and what we didn't like you know we made stuff that was like really synthy and we're like man we don't like have fun making this stuff and it's not really like what we like love you know what i mean at least not the synthy the kind of synth ideas that we were doing and uh like man we really like you know, we had some some demos that were more organic, and we're like, man, we just want to make more stuff like that. And then we, and then it was like, okay, like let's do that. And then we just had to like really figure that out, like how we were going to process that, and 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 make it happen. Um, so like really like half the year, I think there was so much anxiety because it was like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, our management kept asking us like, what do you have done? And we had nothing. Yeah, but we had a lot. At the same we had time. a lot of shit. We had like a couple of albums worth of shit and nothing we liked. Yeah, so that that's when the stress kind of started to hit a bit. But then, once it all came together, it was yeah towards the summer, and then we're like, ah, oh, we could just do like an EP or something. Yeah, and we're like, <laughs> make ourselves feel good, and we're like, yeah, let's not put so much pressure on it, which was a good thing, I think, because it made us kind of just like focus on like doing good work, um, and not like being so concerned about um, 
like the deadlines and stuff and like it just made us kind of plug into it and and things then just started happening like we you know like things like lucky like the vocal session started working out and we got like some lucky breaks and because we just kept going back to LA and doing them you know and and just trying things and and things clicked so I don't know yeah like I guess um round like yeah I guess that day was kind of like rounding the finish line but it's like it's weird because you have like all these different moments that are like small victories and sometimes those small victories along the way feel bigger than the, the thing at the end because by the time you get to the end it's like like in the last month like what we we knew we had some shit you know we're like okay this album's gonna be dope like we're we're like excited and it was just like a matter of like like tying it up and once once we tied it up we kind of already knew that you know we were gonna like it so it wasn't like we heard it back and we're like oh my god listen to this wonderful thing that we made like we you know (laughs) and that's the thing is because you're you're going you're going through a constant process of you're playing things and you're playing things for your friends you're playing things for your fucking cat and your dog you know and you're just trying to get a gauge on you're taking people's temperature on the music like all along when you're making it so i think that deflates maybe like the the victorious ending a little bit because you're like i kind of know where these records stand like in my head already you know yeah i don't know no, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I know I said that was the last question, but I did want to touch on one more thing before I let you guys go off here. And thanks again for taking the time to chat with me. I really wanted to ask you about the fact that, you know, you're going to be going on tour soon. And obviously, throughout a career, the live show finds itself evolving. What's going to be different about this live show coming up that you're pretty excited about? Well, we're we're already, like, we're already on tour, so it's, it's what's that? We're on the road. We're on the road right now, man. So oh, shit. Yeah, so uh, we uh, a lot has changed. We we kind of uh, and it's a lot more exciting for us again. Like we kind of were like, you know, these last few years, we've kind of been taking too many cues from these DJs that we've been hanging out with. Them, we're like, we, we we forgot that we're a band and that we're musicians, and we really wanted to explore that level of stuff and kind of start doing things that you know are unique to us. So we brought extra instruments out, and we're you know we're doing um. We're doing some more musical things than we ever have, and I don't want to give it away, but it's been uh, it's been very refreshing uh, to uh, to us and to our fans, I think, because we're we're really starting to um, explore what that word band means more than we, I think we ever have, and uh, it's been a lot more enjoyable, I think, and you just see a maturity now, I think, in the show um, as we're just starting to kind of come into our own and. You know, it's it's been a lot of fun so far, and, and it's been fun in, in you know integrating the new music with the old stuff and coming with new you know a whole new package. So we're really excited to play it and show people. Yeah, that's really fucking dope, man. Well, I look forward to seeing it in Brooklyn when you guys are here in a couple weeks. So yeah, Keys and Chris, thanks for chatting today. Yeah, no man. Thank you. No Take problem. care. Yeah, of course. Cheers. Take care.